Welcome to Wobblies and Wizards. This is your host, Light, the Light Finger Thief. And here I'm joined by Logar. Hello, I am Logar the Barbarian. Logar, I know we have, you know, Code Jake right behind us about to throw a spell. I think we better take, take some cover and not make sure we don't get hit. Well, I think we better we better give Cold Jake some cover so he doesn't get hit, so he can continue to cast the spell. <laughs> and not get, inter- not get interrupted <laughs> prematurely during the spell casting. So let, let's ask, I'm going to ask, uh, I guess, ask a question to the listeners. You, I'm assuming a lot of you have played Dungeons and Dragons of some form. And how many times have you just been firing off those spells in combat like it ain't nothing <laughs> uh, that's what normally happens but uh you know if, if the magic user gets hit in combat right when they're casting a spell what happens yeah well it's supposed to be that you lose the spell essentially magic mangling made easy made easy so dragon mag 173 173 so what's September of 1991? And we recently talked about the Dark Sun stuff in this ep. This as doing it again. I'm calling issues of a magazine episodes. <laughs> we recently talked issue. About, yeah, the Dark Sun. They got a Dark Sun intro in here, and then they also got this one called Magic Mangling Made Easy. Sorcerers getting you down. Here's what you can do about them, and this is probably geared towards a higher level sorcerer and not as much of a first level sorcerer. Yeah, we're not talking like magic missiles or sleep spells. <laughs> there was uh, in the previous article, though, did you see there's a staff in there that that will attract any kind of missiles, even magic missiles, so that it won't you won't yep. get hit by magic missiles. So you don't get hit. Yeah, I saw that. <laughs> I thought that was interesting. I've never seen a rod that would attract a magic missile. So this is Gregory W. Detweiler. Detweiler. Yeah. And there's there's like three sections in here. There's one section on interrupting the, the spell casting yep a section on nullifying magic items magic items magic items and yep. then the last one is faking it so let's let's talk about interrupting spell casting right so this is typically what happens when you're in middle of combat you're about to cast a spell and then something interrupts you like getting punched in the face or, you, or if you try to avoid avoid getting hit you should you should like according to most of the rule sets for most of the editions i have played and I can't speak for every edition of of the the elf game, as people are calling it, of the of, of various fantasy RPGs. But a lot of the rule sets, especially older rule sets, if something interrupts your spell, uh, an attack, or you, you try to jump out of the way to not get attacked, you're going to lose your magic. Right, because you're dodging, you're dodging, getting punched, or getting something getting thrown at you, or if someone bumps into you. It breaks your concentration, and and I know that a lot of additions too are like, hey, if you lose it, you lose that spell for the day. You've lost it because you memorize your spells in the morning when you're with your magic spell book, and and you only got so many for the day. Now, if that's interrupted and disrupted, then you've you've it's it spent out. Yeah, yeah, it's spent. Even if you didn't cast a full full effect, and this one it looks like it's mostly about losing the spell, and then something about. You know, potential uh, losing your, I guess, spellcasting components as well, too, which we don't use too too heavily. Yeah, I don't go too heavy into spell components. I have tried that with some addition. Some now, I've seen a lot of different variations of the game, and some of them, all the spells give you like I've seen. I think it was Pathfinder Gate had one of the most in depth lists of like spell components that I'm, if I'm trying remembering correctly, but some editions have a pretty in depth list. 
of different spell components necessary to cast that spell. So focusing on that, I think what, what there's attempting to do here is it's trying to make the game harder for players and magic users. Right, by keeping track of what spell components, losing spell components, finding spell components. And keeping track of like within combat, making sure like, oh, well, this is happening. You could lose that spell. You might not be cast it. I don't think it's just, so I don't think it's just malicious. I think the intent that needs to be expressed behind this is what can occur is a magic user can get very powerful. Very powerful, <laughs> especially around like level, starting around level four or five, they become a tank. <laughs> yeah. So what if you've got a really powerful magic user in your game that, and it just makes it to the point where the party has no more challenge. These might be things that you want to look at, making sure you're following these rules and being stricter on them just to keep the game kind of challenging for the players and things for them to focus on and think on. You know, if, if we're getting ready to go into combat, how often is the magic user in your party trying to seek refuge or cover or your party trying to keep that magic user alive <laughs> from getting attacked? Yeah, becoming those meat shields. You got the extra hit points as fighters and everything else. As a team, as a party, you should be looking out for that magic user who isn't really there to take hits we had last night in our actually cnc game we had a magic user take a hit a first level magic user and did they survive nope well <laughs> one hit no more. one hit one d4 hit points the end well it, that wasn't the total I mean, there was more that occurred they are resurrected but we'll, we'll we'll go with that i i am not afraid to kill a character in game but i i will give plenty of warning most of the time and if that's not the case i usually give some kind of out ish but that's aside from the point so making sure you can cast without being interrupted in combat right so you know if you were to in interrupt the spell casting you know what would the effect be one it would be not cast so you won't get the proper effect but would you have a misfire of some sort we don't so like D D as it stands this is second edition and misfires and stuff aren't the most fleshed out element of the game like it would be in something like Dungeon Crawl Classic that gives all these tables. Right. There are small elements of misfires in various game books for different editions over the years. It's something I feel that's often not delved into as much as it could be in a lot of the editions. Agree, because I think misfires would be pretty hilarious. Like in DCC, <laughs> we have misfires and such. I find those extremely humorous and amusing. I like it when they change things up, make it more interesting. And when they sometimes they can just have a, a permanent impact on your character in some of those like DCC. When DCC definitely leans into this, the ideas here. Dungeon Crawl, DCC is Dungeon Crawl Classics by Goodman Games. We were playing a Dungeon Crawl Classics game that Cold Jake was running on Friday yep. nights for a while. And Mutant Crawl Classics has similar elements. It, it, it's uh, Jim Wampler was on here who wrote that recent, a couple months back. Check that out. Really cool games. Goodman Games puts out some great stuff for old school style fantasy role playing games. Because within DCC, if you misfire or you miscast or you fail something, you might get mutated yes. as a wizard. <laughs> and I have had that happen. <laughs> <laughs> I played a couple magic because we when we tend to play more than one character in those games. And I had I was running around with two magic users for quite a while in our DCC game. And we definitely had plenty of misfires and permanent mutations and changes to the characters. One thing in here was was allergies. 
I saw that it was allergies to spell components, which is interesting, which is a lot more to track for your character and for the DM, though. So I'm wondering, like, as approaching doing that, I've never tried, oh, you're allergic to this <laughs> as an element. Right. Um, I feel that there, in a sense, I don't know if there's, outside of what we see here, if there's a huge, like, mechanical component to it. It's kind of a story-driven type of approach that seems to say that. Yeah addressing the allergy could be part of the story like, how do you how do you get the cure to the allergy i'm sure some kind of magic would be involved because you don't really have you know the the allergist doctor the specialist <laughs> physician to go to maybe the maybe the druid could, could, could help you <laughs> mm-hmm. i got i got an, i got epi pens now um because i have real bad allergies and uh and we got some kittens recently because I, I promised my daughter we'd get kittens and uh I know that I am definitely allergic to cats, so I contacted and spoke to the allergist and made sure they got they upped medications and gave me extra things and EpiPens and everything else so that I don't die from the kitties. <laughs> but that's just a sidetrack. <laughs> it's a matter of making sure they're not they're not sleeping on your pillow or in your bed. You know that, that that's all. Yeah, that was one of the things he said. It was just make sure they're not allowed in your bedroom. Uh, so I try to keep them out of the bedroom. Now they they do get me, um, quite often just 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 being around me. But I've got quite a few things to go to. I got antihistamine eye drops and wipes and everything else that can help me when things go south. Now you don't have antihistamine eye drops in not you know. not in D and D. You might be able to wrap your face up, I guess. Yeah. So, how, what are the allergic reactions? Allergic reactions can be a lot of things. You can have like your basic sneezing and coughing, or like with me, like I will have like my eyes swell shut or my my airways will swell shut, and it can get uh, dangerous. And if you don't got some sort of medication, I'm sure, like before modern medicine, plenty of people died from allergies. <laughs> I'm sure they would because it closes up your airways. Mm-hmm. So. You know, for example, maybe you're allergic to a certain component and you're going to catch a fireball and you sneeze. What's going to happen to the fireball? Right in the middle of the spell when you sneeze, is it going to blow out of your nose? Is it going to and go backwards? Is it going <laughs> to... And that goes back to what we were talking about at the very beginning when you're sneezing and whatever, you mess up the components and your hand gestures and the speaking and you lose that spell. So you, I, I don't see. So here's the deal: like, like w- running that as a dungeon master. If I just suddenly say, "Oh, well, you got this spell, but you're allergic to the components, so you sneeze," like, I guess we're gonna have to come up with some kind of checks. You're gonna have to come up with some kind of ways to put this out the, there. The uh, Constitution check, <laughs> yeah. Constitution check every time you every time you use that spell component, and, and then if you pass it, then you can cast a spell without sneezing. <laughs> that could work. That could work. I, I'm wondering how a player would react to suddenly getting the ball dropped, and how would you just suddenly drop that ball? Like, like you, the dungeon master just randomly decides that you are allergic to this thing. <laughs> well, you know, for example, let's get you. Let's say you get like a level whatever five six seven spell that's like you know meteor shower whatever it is well you're allergic to the uh component because that's a pretty powerful spell to throw it you know yeah <laughs> into the game so yeah that could work that could work i that definitely i i i can i could i could do that it's like oh well you, you realize as you're noticing the component whatever component it be 
whatever thing you're perhaps it's a certain flower so the pollen itself is like oh, oh it gets to you and bothers you <laughs> right but you know i wouldn't do that for like a level one spell like sleep oh it's like oh you're allergic to chicken feathers you can't <laughs> you know you have a hard time casting the sleep spell because you're allergic to ch- chicken feathers or whatever it is <laughs> now the last part is faking it this is about more like characters and npcs faking that they know spells yeah so it was kind of a bluff from what i understood right it was more of bluffing. You're not a real magic user. It's more slate of hand magic. Yeah. So trying to trying to convince and get your way out of a situation when you don't really have all this magic, but you think you could. I'm sure a magic user could do the faking it, trying to be like, oh, press to digitation and other right. things. There's certain forms of magic and illusions that are lower level that you can kind of bluff your way with. Like, I am a powerful magic user. You remember um, the last unicorn? Oh, I haven't watched that since I was a kid. <laughs> I do remember the, I do remember the movie that you're talking about. Yes, I, I think he did something similar to that. Like he 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 boasted the young the young magic user, and he kind of boasted how powerful he was at times, and uh, probably he wasn't as powerful as he wanted to be or claimed to be. That kind of puts me in the mind of that movie. You know, this is geared, I guess, towards the player, not the DM. And I guess to DMs, and if you you have a party who's going to try to bluff their way through, come up with a way to handle that. The way I would handle it is what I've been using a lot in my game is just the random reaction table for a lot more than just in, the random encounter. So like the random reaction table from Old School Essentials, this is one I pull out because I like that little, I got the little zine size book with all the rules in it. And I can pull it out and flip through it. Now we're playing Castles and Crusades, but it's easy to pour it in rules from other games sure. and you got like if you roll double ones it's like extremely hostile reaction if you roll double two double sixes like 12 you got an extremely friendly reaction so the way i'd handle something like that personally is that is that table and what i do is not just hostile and friendly but it's the desired reaction that the player's looking for that double sixes, that 12s, that 11, and you get an 11 or 12, you're going to get, in, in my game and the way I run it, you're probably going to get the result and reaction. That you're, that you're looking for. Exactly. And if you roll low, n- <laughs> no. Well, now, do you have a charisma modifier? Because this is a lot of charisma a little bit as well, too. So if you think about all the uh, charlatans of old that mm-hmm. were faking stuff, a lot of it's showmanship and charisma as well, too. So would that impact the... Uh, "Quote unquote bluffing." Yeah, they try and do by casting a spell. Yeah, depending on the situation, I would allow and what they're looking for in the reaction. I would not be opposed to letting the players say, "Okay, well, can I use my charisma bonus to add to the roll to help improve it and bump it up a little bit?" That's right. perfect use of your charisma, and it, it and we're using C and C, so you get a modifier like of a one or a two. It's hard to get a plus three, but like a plus one or plus two. So yeah, I have no problem with that, and that can make a difference. At a 2d6. 2d6, the way 2d6 rolls is very centered in there on where it's going to roll normally. There's a certain range, which is kind of in the indifferent range. So that charisma modifier will easily bump it up. Yep. Bluffing it. But we're about at time. If you've enjoyed what you've heard, you can give us a positive review wherever you're listening. You can find us on Facebook. Just search Wobblies and Wizards. Wobbliesandwizards.com is our blog. I'm on Twitter at LogarHaleCrom. We're on Patreon. Just patreon.com backslash Wobblies and Wizards. And as always, keep those dice rolling.
Roll them so that you can make all your magic rolls. <laughs> 